desire by whatever name, be it craving or urge or lust or yearning. It's one of the most powerful forces on earth. But is it a force for good or for bad? Welcome to Real Yoga, a podcast dedicated to helping you use yoga's ancient wisdom to unlock your life of radical happiness, connection, and meaning. Right here, right now. I'm your host, Eric Wall Robinstein, and I'm glad you're here. The truth is, desire can be used for both. Sometimes it works for good like the desire to save the planet from climate change, for instance, or the desire to help those less fortunate than we are, or even the desire to connect with spirit or source or God. But sometimes, quite often in fact, desire can also work for bad, like when desire causes us to engage in behaviors that ignore the needs of our health or when it drives us to buy or spend in ways that create financial difficulties, or even when desire leads us down the path to actual addiction. The fact is, desire unmanaged can be one of the most destructive forces on the planet. But here's the strange thing. As important of a role that desire plays in our lives, and in fact in our world, you'd think we'd sit up and pay attention and really get a handle on exactly what desire is, on where it gets its power, and how to harness it for good. But the truth is, that's something that very few of us have actually done. And that's why this month inside the Bright Life Yoga Collective, we're exploring desire in all its forms. So this week, we're kicking things off with what desire is and how it gets its power. And today I want to start with exactly what desire is. Now, in the most fundamental terms, desire in all of its forms is a pattern of sensations that are felt in the body. And that's true for the mildest impulses all the way up to the most severe of cravings or urges. Desire is just a pattern of sensations. And most important of all, it's a pattern of sensations with no real power of its own. But of course, that begs the question, if it has no power, why then can desire seem to have such immense influence over us? And that goes back to Mother Nature's design. You see, while it's not commonly talked about, From the very beginning, Mother Nature realized that if she 
wanted the human race to survive, she'd have to be able to get us to do certain things. She'd have to get us to eat. She'd have to get us to mate. She'd have to get us to run away from danger, and on and on and on. Otherwise, the next stop for the human race would be extinction. So she needed to create a way that would allow her to reliably control our behavior without undue force to get us to do the things that are biologically necessary for the species to survive. And she came up with an ingenious device, an aversion to discomfort. You see, Mother Nature, in her infinite wisdom, has baked into each one of us a deep and powerful aversion to discomfort. When we're uncomfortable, we'll do pretty much whatever it takes to get relief from that discomfort. Now, why would she do that? Well, it's because she could then use discomfort in the form of uncomfortable feelings to get us to do whatever she wants. Which, when you look to your own life, you'll see, is exactly what she does. I mean, think about it. Everything that Mother Nature wants you to do in order to stay alive is driven by uncomfortable feelings. The uncomfortable feeling of hunger prompts you to eat. The uncomfortable feeling of thirst drives you to drink. The uncomfortable feeling of loneliness prompts you to seek companionship. And the uncomfortable feeling of fear makes you run away or fight. And on and on it goes. It can all be summed up in three little words. Discomfort drives action. And that means anytime we're faced with significant uncomfortable feelings, our instinct is to do whatever we need to to get rid of those feelings and get relief. And this means that it's the instinct, not the desire, that has the real power. It's just that the discomfort of desire happens to use our instinctual reaction for its own benefit. So you may be asking yourself, what's the practical takeaway here? Does it really matter whether it's an instinct or the desire that has the real power? Well, in short, it does matter. Because when we're able to see exactly how we're being driven to act, that is by those simple patterns of uncomfortable feelings that really have no power of their own, it's through seeing this that we ourselves become empowered. Instead of being powerless victims of an indomitable monster called craving, we become able to, well, not just fight unhelpful cravings and desires, but to outsmart them. And yes, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, this is true of desires and cravings and urges of all sizes and shapes, even those created by addiction. 
Now, how we do that will be the focus of our lessons and practices inside the Bright Life Yoga Collective this month. And I'll be sharing some of that with you here. As always, if you found this helpful, please do me a favor and hit the like button. It'll help more people interested in living happier and more empowered lives to find it. And if these kinds of teachings are something you'd like more of in your life, I invite you to join us inside the Bright Life Yoga Collective for even deeper explorations of truth and happiness and life. Of course, all packaged together with yoga practices you can put to work on your mat and in your daily life. And finally, these teachings are made possible solely by the generosity of listeners like you. So if you'd like to support my work and get some of my best yoga and meditation practices in the bargain, head on over to my Patreon page to learn how you can help. I'll put a link in the description and it would mean the world to me. So thanks for being here. I'll see you in the next one. And until then, breathe deep, smile often, and remember, you're amazing.